Hello, hello, and welcome back to Lola Pops Off About Dramas with your host, Lola. Welcome, welcome back, everyone, to another episode. And as you can see by today's title, we will be doing a Let's See What's Up episode. And this time we're going to check out Revenant, Numbers, and Heartbeat. And I'm going to give you my initial thoughts on these three dramas. And for Revenant and Numbers, I'm actually going to be giving you my initial thoughts after finishing the first four episodes. And I'll talk a little bit more about that in a little bit. And then with Heartbeat, it's after, as usual, the first two episodes. So that is kind of where we're going to go today. And I think I'm going to do this the way that I'm doing it again, as far as a triple feature, because it's just so many dramas that I started and that I'm checking out. So I kind of wanted to all squeeze them in, let you guys know how I feel about them, what I'm thinking about them. And then we'll see later on how many survived. Because, kind of <laughs> you know, it, all of them aren't going to make it, I don't think. But we're going to talk a little bit more and I'm focusing on these three for today, though. And I will say that I am excited to discuss each of these dramas because like always with these episodes, I get the opportunity to take a second, see how I feel about these dramas initially, and then later be able to compare it to, you know, what I think about it after finishing it, or of course, like I said, maybe not finishing it. So the structure of this episode is that each drama Before I get into my initial thoughts, I'll give you a quick synopsis, one that I've found on some website, and then we can discuss my initial thoughts. And I am going to start with Revenant, I believe, and then I'm going to go into numbers and then end with Heartbeat. So without further ado, let's get started. Okay, for Revenant, the synopsis we have is this. When the door to another world opens... Demons exist there. One of those demons possesses Gu Sang Young, played by Kim Tae-ri, and Yom Hae Sung, played by Oh Jung Se, can see the demon, which has possessed Gu Sang Young. Then they together try to figure out the truth behind the mysterious deaths related to five sacred objects. Gu Sang Young is busy working part time during the day and studying to become a low ranking public officer at night. One day, she received some articles left behind by her late father. Since then, mysterious deaths take place around her, so she also finds herself slowly changing. Young Kai Sung comes from a rich background. He teaches Korean folklore at a university. Since he was a child, he has had the special ability to see demons in this world. He even saw his mother killed by a demon in front of him when he was young. Yom Hae Sung meets Gu Sang Young and he faces the demon which killed his mother. And then you also have E Hong Se, played by Hong Kyung, who's a lieutenant in the violent crimes investigation team. He only cares about advancing his career in the police department. Um, but due to Sang Young and Hei Sang, he gets involved in these mysterious cases. And then there's also another detective who's also involved in this. <laughs> so that is a pretty good synopsis from what I've gathered watching the first four episodes of this drama. But before I get into my initial thoughts, I do want to give a trigger warning because this entire drama has all to do about suicide and just general horrible things. So I really wanted to kind of give a trigger warning right now in regards to that. 
But if, you know, you can get through that, then do keep listening. Now, let me get into my initial thoughts. So right off the bat, I have to say, me talking about this drama is a shock to me. (laughs) The fact that I can say I watch the first episode, let alone four episodes of this drama, is beyond me. Because if you know, then you know that I do not play around with watching anything about demons possessing folks. Like that, that is just not a thing. And the only way I was actually able to watch the first four episodes of this drama was only because I scheduled to watch it at around like nine o'clock in the morning, (laughs) where then I had the rest of the day to erase it from my thoughts. And I know it sounds ridiculous, but yes, I don't really do horror very well. And so this is my way of kind of like being able to deal with watching this type of drama. And especially, I think just the demon possession is like the hardest thing for me, honestly. I can do like general horror like things, you know, but like when you talk about demons possessing folks and ghosts and stuff, now I'm, you're losing me. However, (laughs) Kim Tatey can make you do some crazy things apparently because I kind of sort of, No, that's the only reason I decided to watch this. Had it been anyone else, I probably wouldn't have bothered. But no, it was her. And so I had to take a look. And when I tell you it was her, I think the the poster for this drama that really got me. I just thought as gorgeous as she is with like this kind of crazed, possessed look with her wild, dark, long black hair on the poster. Like it just was like, oh my God. I got to see what, what what's going on. I got to see. And boy, have I seen him. <laughs> have I seen? <laughs> so what have I seen? I have seen that it is completely terrifying. It's horrifying, really. The opening alone, like the actual opening for the drama, horrifying, terrifying. I skip it not just because I'm skipping to get to the episode, but I'm skipping it because it just legitimately scares me. And then when you actually start the drama in the very first episode, the opening sequence, it's terrifying. It's literally our main character, Sun Young's father, being killed by this long haired demon who possesses him. And the way that this demon kills you after possessing you is that she makes you commit suicide. And while she's making you or forcing you to commit suicide, you're aware of this while you're, you know, being forced to either hang yourself or jump off of a building. Just, oh my gosh, just talking about it. I'm like, this is scary. And that is how the sequence, like the drama itself opens with San Young's father dying. And then we go on to meet Sang Young, who, when we meet her, she's in financial trouble with her mom um, because her mother fell in, you know, fell for some fishing type scam. And now they don't have any of their money, no savings or anything like that, which she has been scraping. They've been scraping by the entire time. And so this is just like compounded a weight on her and her mother. And so while she's trying to figure out what they can do to like, you know, keep a roof over their heads. Suddenly her mother gets a call that San Young's father, who was still alive, is now dead. And I say it like that because San Young's mother, she had divorced um, her father when San Young was really little. And San Young barely, you know, doesn't even really remember her father. 
And after they got the divorce, San Young was told that her father had died. So she didn't really know that they had gotten divorced. Her mother just kind of let her know like, yep, your father died, he's dead. That, and so she just grew up completely believing that, you know, she didn't have a father. Then, of course, after they received this call that he's actually really dead now, you know, they she has to admit to her daughter that she's lied to her her entire life. And then they rush off to her father's funeral. Now, as you can imagine, Sam Young is absolutely confused and super angry with her mom, which she has every right to be because like, what? My father was alive this entire time. And now that he's actually dead, you want me to like run off with you to, to his funeral? Like that doesn't make sense. Um, and the even more frustrating thing is that her mom refuses to explain to her why she even did this in the first place. And like what actually happened with their marriage or the relationship that that she had to kill this man off in her and her daughter's head. And um, and it's frustrating because she does not tell us. In Within these first four episodes, that's something that she keeps, San Young keeps coming back to her mom about and she completely keeps brushing it off. But like she seems to be so disturbed every time her father's brought up at the same time. So it's like something really horrible happened. We just don't really know what exactly happened. Um, now the, the rest, the first four episodes continue with San Young, uh, you know, after visiting her father's home for his funeral being given by her paternal grandmother, this very old and slightly burned, um, kind of like red headpiece for a young girl. And the minute she grabs hold onto this item, the demon possesses her, like a demon possesses her. And she doesn't know this, obviously, but while they're leaving her father's home without the headpiece, because the minute her mother sees her holding this thing in her hand, coming out of her father's house, she slaps it out of her hand immediately. And she's like, do not take anything from this house. Don't you dare touch anything. Like she freaks out. So, you know, from that reaction from her mother, we can tell that her mother is aware of some of the things that her father, you know, might've been into prior to his, you know, his death, but also when they were, together when they were married. So, you know, she ends up getting rid of the headpiece before she leaves her father's house. But, it, you know, we know that's too late because the demon has already you know, latched onto her. Um, and while she's leaving her father's house during this funeral, you no, know, after the funeral, she runs into Sung, who is, again, a folklore professor like her father, who as a little boy has always been able to see demons or like ghosts. And he immediately spots this demon attached to San Young um, when she's kind of passing by him, exiting her father's home. And he sees this and he finds out that she is the daughter of the, you know, this professor that he knows lots and tons about because they've been in the same industry or whatever. He tells her she needs to contact him and he gives her, her car, his card. She, of course, is like, I don't know who this man is, but OK, takes the card. And then the next you know episodes unfold where because she has this demon attached to her, people around her start to die suddenly and these are people she may have had ill feelings toward or people um the demon has ill feelings toward but once it possesses Sun Young this this you know this evil spirit 
it uses her body to then kill. Um, and on the second killing that we see, San Young is actually kind of made aware of it while it's, you know, after it happens. It's so, so disturbing because it's someone who's really close to her and she kind of can see and re- relive the moments of the, her basically killing this person. And there's nothing she can do about it, right? Because she was completely possessed. So yes, after the first, you know, couple episodes of The Revenant, <laughs> Revenant all I can say is it's as scary as you think it would be. I mean, terrifying. But even after saying that, though, there is this element to the drama that I have to say has me intrigued. And this may be a thing that with all demon possession stories, and because I'm not familiar with them, I don't really know much, you know, but I am interested in the way they must find out who the demon is so they can get rid of it. And I think that is kind of common with some of these types of stories. And I like that element that it becomes this kind of mystery and it comes this kind of, we have to, you know, go through this, unveil this case in a way. Um, So I'm I'm actually really intrigued and, you know, interested in that part. and will I say, you know, it just is, it's interesting to know that they give this backstory and this history to this evil spirit, um, because with most of these types of stories, a lot of times the demon becomes a demon after something horrible has happened to them and after they've died and they come back evil, you know, the ghost comes back evil, you know, so I, I'm interested to see the the origin story of this kind of girl, young, long-haired girl ghost. And also something else that is intriguing me is that there's kind of like two two sets of people on the case. So like I was saying earlier in the kind of synopsis, there's two detectives that are on the case because the suicides that keep happening to them look really suspicious. So they don't feel like just suicides. And so they're like, what is going on with this? And then you have our folklore professor and this girl who's possessed with a demon. And once she finds out she's possessed in these first four episodes, her goal is to get rid of the demon, right? <laughs> the quest becomes now I have to find this demon so I can, you know, get get it off of me. And there are two sets of people looking for the exact same thing. But the other thing is that the, the one of the detectives, he's an older guy, he was on one of his first cases was the death of our Sung's mother, who Sung had watched die and knows that she was, you know, murdered by this evil spirit. However, this police officer, this detective obviously doesn't really believe in that but to some degree he has he sees there's something going on that he can't explain so he is allowing himself to kind of fall a little bit deeper into this track so it's actually really interesting to watch both of them kind of go on these go on this case um but from different angles right one's on the more logical sense you know because they're like we don't believe in this kind of you know ghosts and stuff but then you also have this kind of like look into a mirror you can see the ghost you know like it's all kinds of stuff going on so is so my thing is with this drama I I it's it's actually quite interesting and I think it had a very strong start with the first two episodes and then even more so in the next four next two so 
I mean, and then in the total four episodes. So I, I can't even, but even though I'm saying that it's 12 episodes and I'm not sure if I can really continue this story. It is so scary to me. Like, I don't know how else to explain it. I don't think it's, I don't know if I can stomach it really. It gets scarier and scarier each episode. Like episode one was scary, episode two was scary, then episode three was scary, and episode four got scarier. Like the scariest episode right now is like episode four. So I just feel like it's getting more and more terrifying and I don't know if I really wanna keep going on with that. Um, I don't know what to do. I need someone to hold my hand while I'm watching it. So I think that's the problem, Um, but I, I am, I, I gotta say it's quite interesting though. It is quite interesting. I think it had a very solid, strong start. And Teddy as this, you know, one moment, this girl running around trying to solve this case to this, you know, demon possessed girl. She's great at it. She's wonderful at it as we knew she would be. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying her performance. And so I'm, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do, but I will say it's terrifying. I think you got to be prepared for it. I think they are doing a really good job making it scary. And um, and it's interesting. And it's very interesting. Like I said, the history of like them trying to unearth the story behind or the origin story behind this evil spirit. All of that has been very, very, very interesting and sad, um, disturbing. All of it. Just all of it. Horrifying. Terrifying brace yourself kind of stuff but you kind of want to know so that you can in a way I think get you know release this this evil spirit from our our kind of lead our main character so it's interesting it's terrifying do I keep watching it I don't know I don't know I don't know I really don't know I want to it's only 12 episodes. I keep telling myself, like, I can watch 12 episodes. I can do this. I can do this. I just have to watch it really early in the morning and distract myself for the rest of the day. You know, that's what I keep telling myself. But I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I'll try to give it two more episodes. And if it just gets even scarier, I'm just going to call it. But so far, I have been enjoying it. And, and I'm saying that in a very kind of loose way. <laughs> okay, so... That wraps my initial thoughts on Revenant. Not staying there long because this is a type of drama where you definitely have to watch it to get the experience of what's going on. Me telling you all that happens is not going to do it justice by any means. Okay, (laughs) by any means. So now let's keep moving. And I want to move right along with numbers. And let me just give you the quick synopsis then let me get into my thoughts. Okay, here we go. So Zhang Ho-woo, played by Kim Myung-soo, works as an accountant at Tae-il Accounting Firm. That company is one of the four big accounting firms in South Korea. Zhang Ho-woo happens to be the only employee at Tae-il Accounting Firm with just a high school diploma but he is very intelligent. And while he is working at this firm, he faces some kind of, you know, bullying and absurdities at the accounting firm, but he still fights for justice. Meanwhile, we have Han Sung Jo, played by Che Jin Hyuk, also who works at Taeil Accounting Firm. He has the perfect background and his father works as a vice president at Taeil Accounting 
confirm and their lives intersect. Okay, so that synopsis definitely leaves much to the imagination, but let me get started with my initial thoughts and then I can reveal a little bit more about the story. Um, But my first thought I have to say is, interestingly, with numbers as well, I'm kind of (laughs) shocked that I'm even watching this. With a title like Numbers, what am I doing? I am not a numbers kind of gal at all. I mean, I remember complaining (laughs) at the ever so popular Reborn Rich last year because I was like, oh my gosh, it's so heavy on the money, the numbers, corporations and stocks, just all stuff that I rather not watch a drama about most of the times. Yet I ended up enjoying Reborn Rich. And with numbers out of the gate, I actually really enjoyed the first two episodes. I mean, how is about an accounting firm? Like, could you be more uninteresting to to me (laughs) with my humanities background. I am just like numbers, no, numbers, never. But, you know, I was surprised that I was actually getting quite invested in the happenings and inner workings of an accounting firm after watching the first two episodes. How? I don't know. I think the first two episodes were a great start with its kind of underdog orphan revenge setup. It's not the most unique story out there, but what I already love about it is the two leads, our two leads, Jang Ho Wu and Hang Sung Jo. These two are originally in the opening of the drama set up to be victim and perpetrator. Sung Ho from the big bad accounting firm destroyed everything Ho Wu loved. And then he decides as a young man to work hard to get closest to the people he wants to bring down in this accounting firm. So not not anything extraordinarily new, but as soon as he enters this accounting firm, we see that Sung Ho um, is actually just as much of a victim as Ho Wu is at the hands of this accounting firm that his father is actually the vice president of. And because of that, the two immediately kind of, not immediately, I would say within the, the first four episodes, they develop this kind of mentality that they could help one another. They both have the same, um, they don't have the exact same goals in mind, but they do have the same person that is at the at the head of what they are trying to fight. And so they join forces. And I am loving that already. <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. I love me a good bromance. I love a good form a team so we can bring down the big guy together kind of setup. I'm enjoying that. I really am enjoying that. But I will say after the first two episodes, watching the the, the next two episodes, episodes three to four, I was a lot as excited about the inner workings and happenings of the accounting firm. It started to feel really drab to me um, because with the first two episodes, we were getting more of the setup of this relationship between Sung Ho, um, Sung Ho and Ho Wu. And so I was really into that. But then the next two episodes, we get a lot more about the different types of things that accounting firms are responsible for, especially one of its size. And I was just not as interested. So I don't know what to think. I don't know what to think at this point. 
I thought I was really into it after the first two episodes, but with, you know, continuing, I'm like, ooh, the exact stuff that I thought I was going to be a little apprehensive about when it comes to a drama about numbers, I think it revealed itself pretty early on. And I, again, I'm talking to myself about, hey, this is another only 12 episode drama. Can you do, can you give it 12 episodes? Sure you can. And I, I think that, but then I'm like at the hands of a drama that technically is not my exact style is it worth it, right? So I'm I'm on the fence. I'm definitely just like with Revenant, I am kind of on the fence with numbers. Again, it's not the most new setup by any means. The revenge plot is not anything new. Um, but I do think I am just like a fan of two two guys fighting the the, the bad guys. You know, I, I like that. I don't mind that. But then At the end of episode four, they kind of throw something at me because one of the things that connects Sung Ho and Ho Woo is that how they had their kind of initial standoff. We learned that they are connected because Sung Ho was actually dating the daughter of the man who took in Ho Woo when he was younger. And so that is a connection that they have. But this man who took in Ho Woo, this older man with this you know, older daughter, and he was a head of this construction company. And unfortunately, it is the accounting firm that kind of destroys this construction company. And because of that, the Adishi, he ends up killing himself. And of course, this is what, you know, fuels Ho-Woo's kind of revenge plot. But then also his daughter, who again was dating the man who was a part of this takedown of her father's construction company, goes missing right after her father's passing. And they, you know, don't know where she went. And Sung-Woo, and Sung Ho, who is, you know, the former boyfriend of this this girl, um, of this woman, he still looks for her. He still mourns her. He kind of, you know, misses her. He still keeps her pictures in his place. You know, that's someone he still obviously loves. And he blames himself for the death of her father, but then also her leaving. And then at the end of episode four, she shows back up. And then it kind of got me interested again. <laughs> So then I was like, oh, okay, we got a little bit more for me to work with. So I have to say, ah, what do I do? I don't know. I, I want to say that I'm, you know, I'm like, oh my gosh, these are the best. I'm super enjoying these two dramas. These are the greatest, you know, fun times. So glad I'm watching them. But no, I'm on the fence with two of the, these two. I really am with Revenant and with um, Numbers. I'm definitely on the fence. I can see myself sticking around like, you know, for next episode. So I'm basically, I think I'm taking these dramas one episode at a time. I'm not convinced that I'll finish them all the way to the end, but I'm also not, I don't feel strong enough to about not liking them to drop them right now. So they're both technically still on my list. And that's why I didn't really want to talk about them after the first two episodes, because 
I was not sure. I was unsure. So giving them the next next two, I thought I would really know how I feel. And I still don't know for sure. So I'm taking it one week at a time, two, you know, one episode at a time. And I will, you know, let you know if there's anything that changes. But right now, I'm still watching them. I'm still watching them. Would I recommend them to anyone right now? No, not really. I mean, maybe Revenant, if you are a horror fan and you really don't mind that stuff, I think you would really like it then. But if you, you know, don't don't jump into it if you can't do it. I mean, it's not worth it. It's quite disturbing. So I would say if I was going to recommend one of these dramas, it would most likely be Revenant. Uh, but, you know, I'm not sold on either, technically. So... Okay, so I talked about those two and I did them first because I knew what I had to say about them wasn't going to be like, oh, singing the praises of these two dramas. So I wanted to get them out of the way for Heartbeat. So let me go ahead and give you a quick synopsis on Heartbeat really quickly. Sol Wu Hyul, played by Take Yan, is a vampire who wants to become a human but ended up becoming half human when he woke up a day before completing his 100 years of sleep. Meanwhile, Ju in Hei, played by Wan Jian, is a modern woman who shows no compassion for him and only wants to survive. Will they find love and learn to care for each other now that fate has brought them together. So that is a very, 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 very quick synopsis. And it, you know, definitely doesn't give justice to what this little drama is about. So let me go a little bit deeper into it. And I'm laughing because that's my, my, my initial thought about this drama is that it was so funny. Heartbeat is so funny. I mean, I only, you know, it's only been the first two episodes that I've watched. And when I tell you, I laughed out loud at this drama from the first, well, let me tell you this. The first four minutes of this drama was actually quite intense. There's this kind of like, you know, chase scene in Joseph kind of time period. And it's the, our vampire and his woman, someone that he loves, running through the forest from people trying to kill him. And it's serious. This is not a joking matter. <laughs> but I was laughing at it because the the kind of like, I don't know, special effects, whatever. I was just so cringe. I'm sorry. I laughed at it. I wasn't laughing with it. Or maybe I should have been laughing with it. Maybe they were joking too. But it was so bad. I'm not going to lie. It was so bad. <laughs> but I got through the first four episodes and it was like, okay, if this is going to be what they're giving me, I'm nervous. I'm going to be honest. I went into the next scene like, oh no, what is this drama going to be about? And then we get into it and I'm laughing immediately. I'm immediately am I laughing. The Our vampire, Wuhel, he is this really jazzy you know, he's well-dressed in the, when we meet them, they're like in the 20s, 1920s, I believe. He's, you know, well-dressed, wealthy, of course, and he's getting himself ready to basically become 
human. And he finds this out after some, you know, conversations with a cat. (laughs) Yes, with a cat, Um, how he can become a human. And he has to basically go into his coffin made out of a very specific type of material and sleep for a hundred years. And then when he comes out, he'll be a human. And we see that not happen. (laughs) He gets woken a day shy of his hundredth year. And with being awakened, he's completely livid because he's like, I was so close. I was so close. But then the other problem that he notices is that now he's not human or vampire. He's like this weird in between. He's not completely a human, but he also doesn't have all his powers and things that you know, make him a vampire. So it's kind of just like he's in this weird, awkward state. And the real reason he wants to become human, obviously, is that he wants to have a heartbeat. He wants to feel his heartbeat specifically with love. Um, he, he obviously, when he was running from for his life back in the day, his the love of his life ends up dying instead. But, you know, he remembers how she talks about you know, when you're in love, you're supposed to feel you're in your heart beating really fast, you know, and all of that. So he wants that. He wants to be in love. He, that's what he wants. And he needs to be a human to experience this. So that's his real reason. And so when we meet him as this, you know, 100 years later, after not even a full 100 years, we you know after his sleep, he is woken up by this young woman who just has found out that she's getting kicked out of her home and her dad has left behind this huge abandoned mansion to her. She has no idea that this huge mansion is actually, um, that this mansion is abandoned because the owner was a vampire in his sleep for a hundred years. She just sees this man in this, in this, um, this mansion when she's trying to basically move in and she's like, get out, <laughs> get out of here. And he won't leave because like, this is his home technically. So they're like going back and forth. He's trying to prove to her that he's an actual vampire, but he can't because he's a half human, half vampire kind of thing. And she's just not going for it. She's like, this man is crazy. I need him out of here. He's stalking me. He won't leave me alone. You know. And so they just have this really tense experience of like their initial meeting. yet there's obviously something about the two together when you watch them that's just like oh I love it already (laughs) it could be chemistry is that the word that I'm talking about it could be chemistry that I'm seeing Uh, but yeah I'm really liking it I'm really really liking it and I'm laughing out loud multiple scenes take is killing it he's so funny at times like I forget how funny he is and so watching him in this in this role as this kind of half human half vampire it's just so fun him trying to prove he's a vampire but not being able to because he doesn't have his vampire powers and then him also not knowing how to be a human in this modern day because mind you he was last time he was walking around with the you know 
the humans, it was in the 1920s. So he gets to this, you know, very modern time. He doesn't know what a cell phone is. He doesn't know like how these taxis and cars and things are working. Like he, it's so just like, what is happening around me on top of the fact that I'm not a human yet, (laughs) you know? So I love his confusion. I love his fish out of water experience. That's one of my favorite tropes. So I'm eating that up. But I also really like this Inhei character because she immediately meets this strange man and she just, you know, she stands up to him immediately. He tries to bite her. <laughs> he tries to literally attack her and she bites him first. <laughs> when I tell you, I was like, uh, mwah, chef's kiss. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. So, I mean, I really like her character as well, but I'm not quite sure what is going on with her. Like, I feel like, obviously, with our vampire, Wu we know his kind of background. We know where he's coming from. We know what his motivations are. We know what he's trying to obtain in the story. I got everything I really need to get about his character. But with Inhei, I don't know much about her yet. And I don't know if that's on purpose, if that's something that we're supposed to see him, we're supposed to find out through him, which I don't mind at all. But I just am like, right now, I'm not completely convinced of like, what are her motivations? What does she really need? What does she really want? Um, they show her in the very early stages of this, of the first episode, I believe, her job at, as like a school nurse and how she stands up for a girl against her, this girl's, you know, mother, protects her in a way. You know, it's like just, I see something about her personality and like the type of person that she is. But again, I don't know much about her backstory, like why she doesn't have this relationship with her father when she finds out that he's dead. She doesn't, you know, she didn't even know where he was. You know, like all of that history, don't know yet, don't know where her motivations are. Like, what does she really need? Is it just that she wants money and she just needs to survive? Or is there other things that she wants to accomplish? I don't know yet. Um, But again, I would really love it if I do get to see that through the lens of Wu Hyal, who, of course, ends up hopefully falling for her. So I'm really, really, really enjoying this so far. I, I have to say, out of all of the, out of these three that I've been talking about, I have to say Heartbeat is the best at the moment. I thought it was so funny. I thought it was a very beautiful start as far as like, it had so many different elements that I enjoyed in it. The opening sequence, I was, I thought it was a joke for a second there, but it it translated over to the rest of the episodes beautifully. So I understood what that kind of backstory was supposed to do. And it set it up to our kind of vampire character perfectly. The other thing about our Wuhyal is that he has kind of like these, these other vampire friends who, I, I mean, I guess they're friends or like servants type thing, but they, you know, are also vampires. And so when they are younger, and back in the 1920s, you know, they are the ones that kind of see <laughs> him off for his 100 year sleep but then we get to see them in modern day and they have been struggling to make ends meet because apparently they just didn't manage money and do things right (laughs) the entire time so I think they are hilarious Um, and then we also know that Inhei her grandfather was originally supposed to be the person who kept Wuhyo's house kind of intact and passed down the house 
to his generations or through his generations, but we can see that there was some kind of breakdown and we don't know what the breakdown is, but we, we, you know, we're, I'm assuming there's some breakdown there. Um, and then there's also this, this one character, I think his name was, um, Doshik, I think his name is Doshik, and he's like this really wealthy kind of realtor type guy who like buys up properties and the cities and stuff like that. And he's really young, but he and Inhei went to school together, went to college together, and they apparently, you know, had some kind of connection, but you don't really know what the extent of their connection is. But he obviously, when they reunite, kind of not reunite, but they kind of meet each other again after some time, he immediately is like, in hey, you know, like notices like, oh my gosh, like, how are you? But there's also something weird about him. Like, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with him, but I'm suspicious of him. So we'll definitely figure out more, I'm sure. But that's just something that, you know, I was like, what is his character supposed to be? Um, but I will say that I am excited to see the two Wu Hyun and Inhei, like them having to kind of not force themselves together in a way, but kind of, you know, force themselves together and kind of make things work. So I'm excited to see how they live together because they're gonna basically have to live together like Wu Hyo's not leaving his house okay like he's already made his mind up he's not leaving the house and she of course she won't have much say I think at some point so all of that's gonna be fun to watch and I I can't wait I'm really excited about this drama I'm really really excited so that's really my initial thoughts is that this one is definitely a keeper so far I have no qualms with it. I am not on the fence at all about it. Unlike Revenant and Numbers, I am definitely happy to be watching this one. And this one is actually, I think, the only 16 episode one out of the three. And I, I'm feeling... I'm feeling, I don't know. I'm feeling like this is definitely something of yesteryear that I would have picked up in a heartbeat, <laughs> pun intended. So I'm definitely excited about this one. I'm not going to lie. I don't know who the writers are. Um, and I believe there's like two directors and I'm not sure about either of the directors either. So I definitely am like this one. It's, it's good. It's cute. It's funny i think we're gonna have fun with this one i really do i don't think we should take this one too seriously i definitely don't think it's taking itself too seriously so i'm going in going into it definitely keeping it fun keeping it lighthearted just taking what they give me because right now they're giving me some fun good times so yep that's my initial thoughts on heartbeat so that's it guys that's it this one's a lot shorter as far as let's see what's up episode because i really have two dramas on this list that I am borderline probably not sure I'm gonna even finish and then I have heartbeat which I'm like I love what else do I want (laughs) what else can I say I love uh so yeah definitely after checking out all three of these and my initial thoughts is that I have one keep and two maybes and then I'll check in at some point let you know where I stand because like I said not all of these dramas of June are actually gonna stay I have, I have already noticed that. <laughs> I thought it was going to be a real kind of K-drama get-in for me with the amount of dramas that were dropping this this month. Um, and I, 
I don't think, I don't, I don't think every, it stuck as many as I thought was going to stick. I don't think as many as I thought. Um, so that's okay though, but that's fine. That is fine. I can pick up other things that I need to be watching or that I should have watched long ago. <laughs> I can be watching that now. So yeah, I am super excited about Heartbeat. This is definitely one I would recommend right out the gate. If you want to laugh, it's fun. It's already so much fun. Okay, so of course, at this point, I want to know what you guys think about any of these dramas. Are you enjoying Heartbeat as well? Did you find it funny? Or is it kind of a story that you feel like you've seen before and you kind of could do without it? What do you think about our two leads with Taekyun and Jian? Do you feel chemistry there? What are your thoughts? Uh, with numbers, are you even watching it? Was that something you would watch? I have to say, having my infinite <laughs> as if you are a okay pop stan then you have to know infinite and as one myself i was one of the biggest fans of infinite um back in the day and having their little i have a little infinite reunion in numbers so i have two infinite members we have l and sungyul and so seeing them on screen just makes me want to listen to infinite all over again so i'm probably going to have some kind of like an infinite resurgence um the next couple um weeks or so just because i i miss them so much um but i I'm like i'm liking that but is is this a, a drama you would even think about watching and if not why not um and if you are watching it are you enjoying it uh, what do you think? It's, are you like, this is totally so good. Why would you be on the fence about it? Let me know. Let me know. Um, and then with Revenant, are you watching Revenant? Are you a person who enjoys horror? Do you have no issues with this kind of evil spirit ghost story? What do you think about Teddy's performance so far? Um, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? Is it something that you would watch if you had more time? Or are you absolutely going to skip it and you have no desire to ever watch it? <laughs> Let me know. But that's it, guys. That's all I have for you in this Let's See What's Up initial thoughts episode. And I do want to say I need to promote this more. Do follow me on Instagram. I am Lola Pops Off About K-Dramas on IG. So come answer my questions over there. Put Find me in the DMs leave a comment on my post. Let me know your thoughts about this episode, but also about any of these three dramas. But that's it. That's all for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And whether you're listening in the morning or in the afternoon or in the evening, I hope you have a great day. So everyone, it's been real. Lola's off. <laughs>